Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo eSports podcast. This is uh, episode 109 for the week of January 14th, 2020. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire, and this week I'm joined by none other than the man in the Halo Outpost Discovery half-zip, Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you on this Sunday Early afternoon. I'm doing good, man. How are you? You know, do, do you want to tell the people where we are right now? We are recording in the new studio. We are. It is nearly completed. There are a few more things that we need to get in order to make the video show a thing. Um, we're, we're determining what we want to do with that. There there have been some hiccups along the way, we'll just say. Um, so we're determining the avenue we want to go. It couldn't all be that easy, right? Of course I not. Mean, we had to run into some road bumps. Exactly. But no, uh, no, I think it's it's coming along great, and I'm happy that we're here. This will be the official spot for the future recordings of the show, unless my house gets on fire, in which case that would suck. Be pretty bad. But the show will go on. The show <laughs> will go on. Yeah. I'm doing well. That's good. Not those Vikings, though. Those those guys aren't. Oh, gosh. Yep. Uh, oh, so disappointing. You know who else isn't doing well? Um, the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens, yes. Woo, boy. Speaking of which, isn't there a game on right now? No, their game was last night. No, no, no. Is there a game on? Yeah, yes. I believe it is. It's, uh, there's two games. Chiefs and Texans. Yep, Chiefs and Texans. And then later today, I believe it's what? Green Bay and Seattle? Seattle? Yes. Yeah. So, winners of these teams... I mean, winners of these games go on to the um, division championship where the winner of that will go on to the Super Bowl. So we are going to be down to the final four teams after these two games today. So, Will, I know it's not Halo related, but you haven't asked me the question yet. So since you haven't, I'm just going to ask this. Since we're on the topic of sports, with the teams that we have left, okay? So we know who's in the AFC championship. We know. We know who's in the NFC champion. We know. No, we don't. We don't. We know one team that's in both. One team from each side. I'm an idiot. So, out of the teams we have left, okay. You're talking predictions here? Yes. Who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? All right. Who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? So, on the NFC side. On the NFC side, yep. We have the Niners who made it. Yes. Handily. To the NFC championship game. Yes. On the other side of that, we have the Green Bay Packers and the Seattle uh Seahawks. Yeah. I was gonna say like the the sea chickens. The sea chickens? Say. What? Um uh so yeah. Look, it depends. So <sighs> Niners are there. The game today, Green Bay versus Seattle. Yes. At Green Bay home. At Green Bay. Yep. It depends on what type of Green Bay we get. I would like I hate both of those teams as okay. it is. So really, why do you hate the uh, the Seahawks? Um, I don't like Pete Carroll. What did Russell Wilson ever do to you? I just I don't like him. Threw an interception to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That was is that nice. what he did to you? Um, that was nice. I thought you don't like the Patriots. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, I was at that game in negative fifteen degree weather oh, where we lost to Seattle. Yeah. Like 10 to 11. Like that was the final score. It was like 10 to 11 or 10 to 12, whatever it was. It was sure. horrible. Um, 
And when they had the Legion of Boom or whatever, they just seemed like cocky jerks to me. I didn't like it. So screw them. Green- I was to say, R- Richard Sherman was a part of that Legion of Boom. Yes. Now he's on the 49ers defense. Yes. Um, on Green Bay, it's our arch nemesis as a Vikings fan. So um, I'm not really rooting for either of those teams. So I'm going to say 49ers in the Super Bowl. You know what? Just based off of the two other teams, Green Bay and Seattle, I would give it to the 49ers anyway, just just by sheer talent alone. Yeah. I think they clearly have the better team out of the three of them. Not just because they beat us recently, but like they're firing on all cylinders. Yeah. So. All right. On the AFC side, we had the Tennessee Titans upset the Baltimore Ravens. Yes. Um, the Ravens were my favorite pick to go to the Super Bowl because of how dynamic they were. However... You and a lot of other people, including myself. Um, yeah, the Titans, they're on a roll. They're on a hot streak. I couldn't believe it. It kind of reminds me of when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and they were rolling hot off of Foles, right? Like when was Nick fucking Foles. Will, Wentz went out again. Again, yeah. He, oh, um, sad. God, he needs to figure out his situation. But See, uh, I'm not a fan of the Eagles, but like I feel for Carson. That yeah. sucks, man. He's got the talent. He does. And he's just been limited by his injuries. Right. And that's not th- that's not to discredit uh Josh McCown, who nearly won the game for them. Yeah. Like he's still played well and he hadn't practiced a lot, I I believe. But yeah, that's yeah. It just sucks. So yeah. Um Titans are rolling hot right now. Um uh, and then you have the Texans and Chiefs playing right now. Patrick Mahomey. Patrick you know, Mahomes, boy. Mahomes, yes. He yep. is, he's a star. I think I'm just going to say it. He's a star in the league. One MVP last year of the regular did. season. Um, I'm going to say the Madden 20 curse comes into play, and they lose. And don't, so you think two upsets are going to happen? They don't. I don't know if they lose today. Oh, just in general. But just in general, I think okay. the Titans are going to show up and surprise everyone. And it's going to be a San Francisco-Tennessee Super Bowl, which would be weird. I don't like the Titans. What? Um, or you know, insane. Kansas City can roll hot and just steamroll them, depending on what 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 the Titans come with next weekend. Um, but I would like to see the Titans go, just because they they haven't made it in such a long time. Sure. Um, I was a if anyone remembers Vince Young back in the early like 2010 era when he got drafted because I was a Texans fan because um, just because I hated USC. Note. Uh, Pete Carroll was coach of USC oh, back then. Um, it's all coming full circle <laughs> now. Got it. So, okay. So yeah, USC was like the they were the number one for that was back when they had Reggie Bush um, as a running back, and they were just they were the Goliath, you know, of the college football world. Sure. Um, and I was rooting for the Texans with Vince Young to steamroll them, which they did in one of the national championship games they nice. won by like a last minute it was it was amazing game um if you ever want to go watch old college football though those are some good games to watch um so yeah i've i've liked the titans but they've never been good they've always just kind of been in the shadows never able to reach sure. that next level and it's crazy to see what they're doing right now so um i would like to see him go to the super bowl and then 49ers titans super bowl i'd have to pick the niners the the nfc is so strong they are based Compared to the NFC and the or thing the is, AFC, sorry. Right. And if you look at it, what you have, this has to be, is this Ryan Tannehill's first playoff appearance? I'm not sure. Okay. Because we know for a fact, it's like it is. We know for a fact it's Jimmy Garoppolo's first. Correct. I mean, yes, he was the backup of the Patriots every time they went blah, blah, blah. But like as a starter, it's first time. So 
But if, I mean, for what it's worth, that Titans defense was rolling over Baltimore as well. Yeah, they they had a great game plan for him. They really did. And Derrick Henry's a monster. Oh yeah, he yeah. is a. He, you see how big that boy is? A big boy. And he's he's a oh he's a monster. <laughs> he just he. Oh my god! It's there's a meme of. Because it was uh, it was Kobe and like Shaq was saying that him and Kobe could beat uh, LeBron and AD in like a two v two or something like that or I I think that's what it was talking about basketball now stay with me for a second I'm getting to the point uh, and like there were memes of AD trying to block Shaq like going for a dunk and Shaq's just big boy you know oh yeah and go imagine him going for a dunk. And you're just some like, and you're just going to get destroyed and laid into the ground. That's what Derrick Henry does to every defender that's coming his way. He's just like, I'm a big boy and I'm going to take you down. And he takes him down. It's, it's crazy that God, I think if you're able to, but even then I'm thinking to myself, Oh, well, all Baltimore needs to do is ice him. And you basically like the bell check deal. You know, you take away their key component. They basically, you you have your best chances to win if you take away their key component, right? And to me, it seems like their key component is Derrick Henry. Now, it looks like they were able to take Derrick Henry away for maybe the first half of that game, but then, oh boy, when he started going, couldn't stop him. So, See, that's the difference between, if you look at the the Titans and the Vikings here, I got to pull it back to to my my guys. Mm -hmm. Um, what the what the Titans did versus the Vikings. So the Vikings Cook got stopped the whole game. Yes, he did. The the Titans used other parts of their game to get going to then open up the run game. You know, all of a sudden you start passing a lot, they're gonna start leaning towards defending against that pass, and maybe you're able to sneak more runs in that are yeah. effective. With the Vikings, they shut down Cook and then we weren't able to do anything else. We couldn't complete passes. We couldn't do- I was gonna say when you have to rely on Kirk Cousins to do stuff. I feel like he underperforms. Yes. Now people were giving him praise for winning a big game the previous week, but you got to look, we won that game on Dalvin's back. He yep. ran for so many yards that they had to, they were forced to play closer. We got a couple, in my opinion, that, um, that feeling overtime catch was lucky. It was sure. It was underthrown. Thielen had to come back in from the sideline and lay out to get that ball. Now, He's going to tell you Kirk threw it perfectly, but realistically, no. If that was in his breadbasket, maybe Thielen can stretch out and just get the touchdown there. Well, that's the thing, too, is that uh, analysts were saying that it was not a well-thrown pass because usually what that play consists of is you throw to the sideline. Yeah. So Thielen would complete his route, go towards the sideline, pick it off, and go out of bounds. Like that's – or run down the sideline, whatever. But, yeah, I agree. Um, so as a Vikings fan, I'm, I'm not sold on Kirk anymore. I'm sure. Well, were we, were we ever, I don't think we were ever like you and I, I don't think we were ever sold on Kirk cousins. He's had some flashy moments. He has. And you've, you, you, you gave you hope, but there was never a solidified, like, this is, this is a great guy. He, he's right. the one who should be leading us. But besides the point, yes, I'm thinking San Francisco, Tennessee in the Super Bowl. I'd say San Fran takes it all. What okay. about you? Is that your what? Are you, what are you thinking? So, I think. So, if the Chiefs win this game, it's going to be Chiefs, Titans, right? 
Correct. In the AFC Championship game? Yes. Game is currently tied at the time of recording, 0-0, zero to zero, with uh, 10 minutes left in the first. Okay. So it's literally, it could be the first drive of the game right now. So the problem that I have, and I think a problem that Baltimore had, is that uh, John Harbaugh sat. Go ahead. I stand corrected. Within the last two minutes, the game has shifted. The Texans are up 14 nothing. So I don't know if that's uh, turnovers, what, but yeah. You know what I'm going to say? I think Baltimore had an issue. John Harbaugh sat nearly all their starters because they knew they had the number one seed in the conference going into the playoffs. They sat them three weeks ago. They had a bye going into the playoffs. So three weeks they technically hadn't started a football game. You saw what the Titans did. They came out hot. Exactly. Because they'd continually been playing and continually been practicing. I know Baltimore's been practicing. Don't get me wrong. But you know where I'm getting at. Yeah. I wonder if the same thing's happening in the Chiefs right now. It could be. Where it's it's three weeks off, and look where you are now. Right? The If we have... Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be insane? A Texans-Titans Super Bowl? Or you mean AFC Championship? Oh, yeah. both on the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. Wouldn't that be fucking weird? It's like they came out of nowhere. Yeah, realistically. Because what? The the Texans have to rely on Deshaun Watson. And they also, I mean, what? They have J.J. Watt. Yes, but great he, defensive end. But he's he one guy. He hasn't done a lot this year, though. Sure. Now he does a lot to like bring his team up, which is great. Like bring his defensive team up, which is fantastic, and they need that. But I don't. Man, that's hard. That is hard. With the way, I'm excited to see what happens at the end of this game. This is going to be insane. Yeah, I I agree. But uh, okay, if I'm just going to go off, fuck it. If I'm going to go off talent alone. 49ers, yes, are going to be in the Super Bowl. And then you know what? I'm going to say, let's just say the Texans win this game against the Chiefs. I'm going to say it's going to be Titans as well. Because I think they'll beat the Texans. I think they have more weapons. And I don't think anybody can stop Derrick Henry on the Texans. I just don't. Um. So, yeah, I'll go Titans, 49ers. And I'm going to say based off talent... I'm going to go 49ers to win the Super Bowl. It's been a while for them. They have some great talent on that roster. And uh, it'll rub it in so much harder. Now, I'm not a hater of the Patriots like a lot of other people are. But let me just say that it'll, like, rub it in so hard into Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick. Mainly Robert Kraft because he didn't want to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. And look where he is winning a Super Bowl. I don't think it was... So, from what I heard, and there was nothing confirmed, obviously, because they wouldn't put any statements out, but Brady wanted Garoppolo traded because he wanted his position secured even more. See, and if it was like a, if it was a conversation between him and um, Robert, mm-hmm. then, because Belichick wanted to keep him. Belichick wanted him to be the next, not, I'm not going to say Tom Brady, I'm just going to say the next quarterback of the Patriots. Yes. Because... Yeah, I don't think they need to be compared to one another. Um, but yeah, just think about that. 
If the 49ers win and they go to the Super Bowl and they win the Super Bowl, Jimmy G was the starter the whole season. God damn. That would, whoo, that'd just be salt in that wound. That would be. Um, but yeah, enough football talk, right? Yeah, Josh, uh, tell the people what we got coming up on this episode. On the actual episode of HCS Pro Talk, we have uh, official CDL news ahead of launch weekend. Will and I are going to be there. Uh, multiple Halo esports announcements are made, including information on the upcoming DreamHack Anaheim event. We finally have info on that. Um, tournament announcements. The official DreamHack Anaheim and AGLA Reach PC rosters. We have some DreamHack rosters, and then we have all of the AGLA Reach PC rosters. We have tournament recaps, including the first SWAT Nation event of the year. We have the HCS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket, or HPTCSB for short matchup number 10 results, which is Shotzi going up against Snakebite. We're going to talk about that. And the HCS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket, or HPTCSB for short matchup number 11 discussion, which is Snipe Down going up against Hook. We have the Halo 5 and MCC playlist updates, and we round it out with a boatload of community creations. Without further ado, it's time for COD, another game's watch. So, Will... CDL. Yes. Call of Duty League 2020, the inaugural season. You and I are going to be at launch weekend. Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Armory. Get your tickets now if you haven't already. There are going to be limited quantities at the door. But uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about how there's going to be a shift where they're actually going to be doing a tournament structure at events following launch weekend. So I do not believe that the tournament is going to be the launch weekend one, but events moving forward, tournament format, very exciting. But right now, we have the 2020 season CDL point system and home series tournament structure details. This is by CDL League News at CallofDutyLeague.com, and I quote, Today, the Call of Duty League reveals more details about tournament-based play and the introduction of a new CDL point system to determine 2020 regular season standings. Beginning at launch weekend in Minneapolis on January 24th through the 26th and throughout the entirety of the 2020 regular season, all teams will earn 10 CDL points for every match won. League standings will be determined by the total amount of CDL points accumulated. And at launch weekend, all 12 teams in the league will play two matches over the course of the three-day event. Beginning in London on February 8th, home series weekend events will feature eight teams competing in a tournament bracket. The eight teams competing will be separated into two groups of four, i.e. four teams in group A and four teams in group B. The first round matchups of each group will be determined ahead of each event by the league office. Over the course of each home series weekend, the four teams that have won two matches in their respective groups will advance to compete in a single elimination bracket to determine the home series weekend event winner. Teams will earn 10 CDL points for each win. The overall home series weekend event winner will also earn 10 bonus CDL points. So each home series weekend, CDL points will be distributed in the following structure. First place takes home 50, second with 30, third and fourth with 20 apiece, fifth and sixth with 10 apiece, and seventh and eighth with zero apiece. Tiebreakers will be determined based on the following criteria as needed. Teams head-to-head match win percentage, head-to-head game win percentage, and overall game win percentage. Regular uh, Regular season CDL points will determine which eight teams qualify for the playoffs. As a reminder... At the end of the regular season, the top eight ranked teams, including four wildcard spots, will advance to the playoffs. The four wildcard teams will compete in a single elimination bracket with two teams advancing. The two teams that advance from wildcard matches will face off against the third and fourth overall seeds to start off double elimination bracket play. The top two overall seeds will receive first round buys when double elimination play commences. The final two teams will compete for the Call of Duty League Championship. 
And then we have the Call of Duty Challengers schedule, prizing and details analysis by CDL League News at CallDutyLeague.com. And I quote, Call of Duty Challengers, the official path to pro system from the Call of Duty League, kicks off in Minnesota at launch weekend with the, the 25,000 series tournament, or 25K series tournament. The sold-out event will feature up to 192 teams competing on-site for their share of the $250,000 prize pool. Call of Duty League Launch Weekend Challengers prize pool breakdown is as follows. First place takes home $80,000. This is an open bracket. Second place takes home 40,000, third with 25,000, fourth with 20,000, fifth and sixth 12,500 a piece, seventh and eighth 7500 a piece, ninth through 12 6250 a piece, and 13th through 16th take home 5 grand a piece. Wow. That's the challenger league. Yeah, that's the that's not even the pros. No. What the fuck? That's insane. Hey, uh guess the money's in Call of Duty. Think about this for a second, Will. Okay? This is at the armory. Yep. Right? 100, up to 192 teams. 5v5. That's a lot of people. That's a lot. That's a lot of players. Are we going to be like sardines in there? Like shuffling around? I, I like, feel like it. This, hey, guys. God damn. Um, launch weekend challenger schedule on Thursday the 23rd. 6 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, early competitor check-in. The event starts on Friday the 24th, 9 to 12 p.m. Central Standard, competitor check-in, and 1 p.m. competition begins. On Saturday, January 25th, at 10 a.m., competition begins. And Sunday, at 10 a.m., competition begins as well. So, there you go. All competitors for the Launch Weekend Challengers event must finalize their rosters, including accepting team invites, prior to January 20th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Rosters cannot be altered after the roster lock date. In addition to Launch Weekend, all Call of Duty League teams will host challenger competitions in their home markets. Each home series weekend event will include a Call of Duty Challengers tournament uh, during the 2020 Call of Duty League season. Each event will be a $10,000 series event hosting a bracket of 32 to 64 teams and will have a minimum of $10,000 in cash prizing. In addition to home series weekend events, select teams will host additional Call of Duty Challengers events in their markets throughout the 2020 season with dedicated prizing. For more information regarding the 2020 Call of Duty League schedule, you can click at the link included in the uh, Google Doc of the show notes of the show. And the following equipment will be provided for 2020 Challengers open events. Competitors are responsible for bringing their own controller and headset. So the equipment includes a monitor, with, which is an Asus VG245H, a PS4 Pro, and a Cronus Max CM00049, which is a USB device. Uh, is that like their amp? Like a mix amp? Fuck that, would, that would be my assumption. I think so too. But that's it for COD. Another game's a watch. Hey, Will. Yes. Are you ready for some competitive news? First and foremost, we have the Europa Halo announces team members. This is by Europa Halo. There's a couple things here. Europa Halo includes Joe Sketch, that's a head caster for 2020, and Dub XL, which is a manager of channels and communications. Congratulations to you two. There are other spots that are still being worked out. Check out Europa Halo at Europa Halo on Twitter for more information. And then the Halo Wars 2 Europa Halo, they have signed on Chavez Flexington, which is a caster and video editor. So congratulations as well. 
Next up, we have Hoaxer makes an announcement on Twitter, and I quote, Regarding Halo, I'll be officially committing to coaching from now and into Halo Infinite. I am extremely excited to take my experience from these past few years in Halo 5 coaching and refining the craft in a major way this year. The push for dominance starts now. Hashtag just a coach. It's funny because last year his tag was not just a coach. Now he's moved to just a coach. It's okay. He's still just as fantastic. Next news story, we have GT Halo announces their next LAN. This is by GT Halo on Twitter, and I quote, Get ready for the GT Halo Overnight Winter LAN. Bring your friends, sleeping bags, and your PCs, if you want to play Reach on PC, for our first LAN of 2020. It's taking place Friday, January 31st at 6 p.m. on Saturday. Wait, that goes to Saturday, February 1st at noon. At LandlordGC on Twitter for more information. 20 bucks. See you there. I mean, we won't. But, but they will. They will. Hey, Silos, you should go to that. And Justin. La Flesh. You should go to that. I don't know how big of it. That's probably a big drive, though, right? Probably. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm dumb. I mean, everybody already knows that. But just to say it again, I'm an idiot. So when I think of Canada, because I've never been, right? I've never been out of the, the continental United States, all right? So when I think of Canada, I'm like, oh, it's just... Obviously, it's above us, right? And I'm like, oh, everything must be, like, pretty close by, right? Because everyone already talks about Toronto. And I'm like, oh, I, re- I, bet, I bet, like, everything's, like, 30 minutes away from Toronto. No, it's, there's, there's places in there. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's roads. And, uh, yep, they take time. And there's a lot of distance to be covered, you know? I'm an idiot. So, that's besides the point. <laughs> next new story. Will's like, shut the fuck up. Um, and the next new story, IMAX jumps into esports in exclusive pact with startup Vindex. This is by Todd Spangler of Variety. I like that last name, Spangler. It's a good last name. It's kind of funny, but I like it. Todd, it's nothing against you. I like your last name. Uh, this is on Variety.com, and I quote, Hold on to your popcorn. An IMAX location near you could soon be beaming live competitive video game action onto its big screens. IMAX has inked a partnership with Vindex, Vindex.gg, an esports infrastructure startup formed by Major League Gaming co-founders Mike Sepso and Sundance D. Giovanni, under, uh, under which Vindex will create esports events and experiences exclusively for IMAX theaters worldwide. For now, the companies aren't providing details about what games or esports events will be featured in IMAX's big screen venues, much less what the ticket prices may be. The parties are aiming to kick things off in the first half of 2020. Under the pact, Vindex expects to broadcast esports content and events across IMAX's worldwide network throughout, uh, through its newly launched Vindex Studios division, which is working with esports publishers and leagues. Quote, coming off our biggest year ever at the box office, it's clear that audiences around the world see IMAX as a go-to destination for fandom, community, and the most immersive entertainment experiences, end quote. That's IMAX's CEO, Rich Gelfand, said in announcing the Vindex deal. Quote, we've long seen the opportunity to bring the explosive world of esports to our platform, and we're excited to work with proven innovators like Mike, Sundance, and the Vindex team to create entirely new experiences for fans worldwide, end quote. More broadly, the Vindex deal is part of IMAX's ongoing experimentation with new kinds of content on its screens, with the aim of driving utilization of its theater network during non-peak periods. For example, 
Last October, Kanye West, Jesus is King, debuted in IMAX theaters for a limited one-week run and took in more than $1 million on opening weekend. IMAX operates over 1,500 screens in 81 countries, and quote, that's really attractive to esports in particular because it's a booming business that's still a growing business, end quote, said Megan Cooligan, president of IMAX Entertainment. Quote, movies are still our bread and butter, but we see tons of opportunities that are interesting. Our brand is about deep fandom and creating connection in the community. We're excited about seeing how that extends to esports, end quote. There may indeed be audiences hungry to see video game battles play out on an IMAX screen, but not all of IMAX's bets on new content formats have paid off. The company shut down its virtual reality entertainment business, closing its last VR centers in early 2019, less than two years after launching the initiative. Sepso co-founded MLG back in 2002 and engineered its sale to Activision Blizzard in 2016. He remained with Activision Blizzard until the fall of 2018, before leaving to co-found Vindex. Sepso said he began talking... uh, two years ago with IMAX's Gelfand about the concept of bringing esports to its theaters. Quote, esports has never before had access to the massive reach of the IMAX platform, end quote, said Sepso. Quote, companies and leagues have tried before to do their theatrical distribution of esports, but you can't control the end experience. The difference with IMAX is that it's always the most premium experience you can get, end quote. Sepso added that for esports audiences, there's an excitement to watch events in a group, just as there is with traditional sports. Quote, it's a great way to wa- it's great to watch by yourself, but there's a way better experience to watch with hundreds of other fans, end quote. In October 2019, Sepso and Di Giovanni announced the formation of Vindex, which means champion in Latin, along with Brian Binder and Jason Garmis, a part of fi- uh, a pair of financial tech entrepreneurs and private investors. The startup says it's raised initial funding of $60 million from investors, including Stonecutter Ventures, Steve Bornstein, former CEO of ESPN and the NFL Network, who worked with Sepso at Activision on the launch of its esports division, and Joel Greenblatt, founder of Gotham Asset Management. Vindex, based in New York, has acquired two esports service providers, Columbus, uh, Columbus, Ohio-based esports engine, co-founded by industry veteran Adam Apicella, and esports producer firm NGE, based in Burbank, California. Those companies have worked extensively with video game publishers and gaming leagues, and both will be part of creating and distributing esports content to IMAX theaters. I know it was a long news story, but hey, it's kind of a big fucking deal. Do you see it working, Will? Um, the thing with IMAX and theaters is that it's not really a place to get rowdy and crazy, right? Everyone's in their seat. They're all sitting Louder. down. And maybe that's changed for watching esports. But when I'm thinking of watching esports, I'm not thinking of going to an IMAX theater. I'd rather have it be more like in a traditional setting at sure. a bar or something like that. It's really weird to have it be in an IMAX to me. I wouldn't think to pay to go to an IMAX theater to watch an esports event when it's so easily accessible at home. And the other thing for me is, so I, I've i seen, I would say, literally a handful of movies at an IMAX theater, okay? The most recent of which was Star Wars The Force Awakens, okay? So a good amount of time ago. I don't know if other IMAXs are different. I'll just have to, I'd have to look it up. But those seats are not comfortable to me. And it be, being tall individuals such as ourselves, like my legs hit the next seat in front of me. And like you said, I'd rather just watch from the comfort of my own home where I have a nicer chair to sit in 
and I can crank the volume as much as I want or as low as I want and just watch it on my screen, you know? Now, I get where they're coming from where it's that whole experience of being with a group of people, but like you said, you could do it at a bar, and it, it probably, to me, it'd actually be more comfortable to be at a bar than at an IMAX theater. Right. I mean, I think, I think that, uh, you know, they're trying to get esports out there, right? Yes. And this is one way to do it. They're not going to get specific um, exclusive rights with like B-dubs right now or anything like that, where people go to watch general typical sports. Right. Um, but maybe that's the first step in getting there hey, this worked in IMAX. Why wouldn't it bring in people to your bar? Um, the demographic is changing out there for advertising. Um, if you want to advertise to the teens to late, mid, mid-20s, eSports is a great way to advertise. So if we see eSports rise to a larger popularity, um, we'll see advertisers come in. There'll be more money involved. Maybe we get more television deals where it's actually on TV, and then you see it pop up in bars. People are like, hey, flip on the, uh, the League of Legends stream or whatever. The eSports channel. Yeah. eSports channel. The Call oh, of no. Duty is going on. The eSports network. eSports network. You what? You have the NFL network. Yeah, sure. You have ESPN. The eSports network. There you go. Perfect. So maybe that maybe that's a thing down the road, and this is the, this is the stepping stones to get there. Um, I hope it does well, but for some reason... If I'm thinking about watching an esports event, um, I get that being in a room <laughs> with other people yeah. is is enticing, but um, I don't know. I'd rather just be watch it at home. If my, personally, I don't know if it's going to draw that big of a crowd where it's cost effective enough for an IMAX to run an esports event. Sure, on their screen. So, what what we're thinking of doing in the studio space, right, is so obviously nobody can see what we're looking at right now. Eventually just be patient. But so we're, we're at a table right now. We're sitting across from one another, right? And Our we'll, feet touched again. That's why Josh. Yes. Laughed. Yes. It, which I mean, even with the camera that we're going to have and whatnot, you're not going to be able to see that. But if it does happen, you'll get our facial reaction. If it happened again, but uh, no, the, what we're saying is talking about watching a tournament in the comfort of your own home or whatnot uh, what our plan is, is to get a TV mounted above where we have our monitors. Um, and w- like, if we do watch and listens, watch and listen alongs and whatnot, like Will and I can be sitting here interacting with you guys while watching the event as it's happening right there. So I don't need to go to an IMAX. I'm good. That's, that's what I'll say. I hope it works and brings, so, more, yeah. brings more eyes onto the the esports world because I think, I think that's huge. I think that's what it needs right now is, um, you know, a lot of people that I talk to about esports that are in their even mid thirties, people in their forties, they they don't get it. Like, right? They're like, why are you watching someone else play video games? Well, it's like, just why are like, you watching somebody else play football? Yeah, you see the best of the best doing what they do best. That's exactly what it it's is. A lot of best, but um, it's fine. It's yeah, exactly. I, I um. It's entertainment. It's just pure entertainment. Yep. That's all it that's all it needs to be. Exactly. And the other thing is with IMAX's screens, right? It that to me makes it feel like more of a stadium setting. Yeah. Like, like you're in that arena without being in that arena. The only thing I'm worried about is if we're watching 
Call of Duty. Just say Call of Duty League. We just talked about it. Yep. The fast movements on that big of a screen not running above 60 hertz. I don't know. Is that going to, like, that might give but, me. So they, they have action movies on there, though. Yeah. So are those a big deal? But they're designed and shot specifically. For in, film. For film. Correct. When you, you're not getting freaking um, tiny whipping his cursor to the left and to the right and to the left. Right. It's, and it's how, you know, even watching at home, if you if you get too close or too, you know, your vision's just not going to keep up with what they're doing. Right. Um, but so I, I'm will, hope- that might not translate well to that big of a screen. It also depends on how they are broadcasting it. Very true. You know, um, because what films are films are digital now, right? They They're are. not on the film reels correct, anymore. Correct. So, hmm. I wonder. I don't know. I've seen some. Uh, for anyone who's interested, um, when a when a theater receives a film, it basically comes in a large cartridge that looks like, I would say, it's smaller than a VHS tape. Okay. But they they have computers where they just slide this cartridge in and it downloads it to the theater. Then they're able to play it on all their screens. Oh wow! So that's how movies come to theaters now, not on the old film reels. Technology. Yeah, it's great. Uh. We should go, when they announce what the events are going to be at our IMAXs, we should just go to see what it is, see what it's like. Just go to one of them. I think one of ours closed down in Minnesota. I think we only have one left. Is it the Minnesota Zoo one that's still open? Possibly. But yeah, we should definitely go. I'd be willing to try it out, experience it, see what happens. Then we could review it. We might be the only ones there, but we could try it. No, we we (laughs) are going to bring the masses, Will. All right. Yep. Sounds good. Perfect. <laughs> All right. And then probably the biggest piece here, the DreamHack Halo series information has been released. This is by DreamHack and UGC. So the sign-up process, purchase a Halo team pass from our ticket page. Only 76 are available. Submit your team and rosters via the form that will be sent out to ticket holders prior to roster lock on February 13th, 1159 p.m. Eastern time. And as a note here, you can still purchase and submit rosters post the roster lock, but only teams who submitted prior to the roster lock is eligible for direct seeding into pools. The top 12 of the submitted teams by then. Seeing it will be done based on the qualifiers. But what are the qualifiers? Qualifiers are hosted by UGC and more info can, more info can be found on their website. So from their website, the four qualifier dates are as follows. Sunday, January 19th at 12 p.m. Central. Saturday, January 25th at 12 p.m. Central. Saturday, February 1st at 12 p.m. Central. And Saturday, February 8th at 12 p.m. Central. The top 12 teams who participated and signed up prior to the roster lock will be seeded directly into the pools. The format is a 4v4 single elimination, 64 teams, and best of five games. Player equipment. All teams and players are expected to bring their own functioning peripherals to be used for tournament play. Keyboard and controllers are allowed, and more detailed information will follow shortly. Prize pool distribution. First place will take home $25,000. This is all USD, by the way. Second place takes home $10,000. Third with $6,000. Fourth with $3,000. Fifth and sixth take home $2,000 apiece. And seventh through eighth take home $1,000 apiece. Here's the tournament format. Open bracket, up to 64 teams. Double elimination. All matches are best of five. The four best teams advance to pool play. And places five through eighth are placed in the elimination bracket in the championship bracket. Pool play. 12 seeded teams based on online UGC qualifier and four qualifying teams from the open bracket. All matches are best of five, and each group will have four teams in it. 
and then for the championship bracket. 20 teams qualified through the open bracket and, and pool play. It's a double elimination bracket. All matches are best of five until losers finals and winners bracket finals. Losers finals, winners bracket finals, and grand finals are all best of seven. So typical tournament fashion here for Halo. And then I included here at the end uh, a little Moses and Snipe Down conversation that happened on Twitter because uh, we've talked about this countless times, so I'm just going to say it. So here we go. This was what Moses said. Is six weeks notice for crucial info and one week notice for land qualifiers for Halo's first ever PC tournament an absolute joke? Yes. But it's also important to keep in mind that we're extremely fortunate to have any events at all. They easily could have pulled the, uh, pulled the plug until infinite. Snipedown replied with, You need to be 10 steps ahead in this industry. Before launch of Halo on PC, ideas and events should have been pre-planned depending on overall reaction to the game, not reactionary after launch. This shouldn't even be a statement needed to be made anymore. We had a $2.5 million Worlds event without an announcement for future plans of competitive Halo. The lack of detailed planning for the future is a huge setback for competitive Halo as a whole. Yup. I would say they're both right. I mean... Me too. We're... Be grateful we have anything at all right now. And Snipedown's right. There should be more on top of it. And for Infinite, it sounds like they're on top of it, right? He's yes. already planning events. They're looking at a full year roadmap. Right. And hopefully that's coming along nicely. And hopefully, once the first year is rolled out, six, seven months in, we get the next year. Yes. That's, that's the key. Keep yes. it rolling. Keep Consistency. the information going. Yes. Um, Early and often. I've hoped they've learned for their mistakes and that's all we can do right now is hope and we'll see what happens. I agree completely. Um, but DreamHack, I hope we have a great event coming from them. Yes. I hope it's fun and that's all, that's all I really need is a fun Halo event. Right. Um, I'm, ex I'm anxious to see what's going to happen with this controller versus mouse and keyboard debate when we get closer to this first actual event for some real big money. So yeah, because what we have, we have these throwdown events that are happening, but that's like a, Hey, let's get some big names in here with some other content creators as well. There's some good money in there. Don't get me wrong, but they're, it's not all hardcore. They're doing BTB. They're doing SWAT. They're doing snipers. This is the first real PC players are allowed. Controller players are allowed. There's big money. There's plenty of teams, hopefully. Uh, yeah, I'm anxious and excited to see what that conversation is going to be with the mouse and keyboard versus the controller players. So that's what I got. And Will, that's it for the competitive news. Upcoming Tournaments of the Week presented by NoobCombo.com. Go to NoobCombo.com for all your Halo esports needs. The AGLA Reach PC Matchups of the Week. Monday, January 13th, we have Griff Balls Deep versus Zero Logic. Zero Logic is going up against Respawn All-Stars and Thundercats Ho is also going up against Respawn All-Stars. On Tuesday, January 14th, we have Thundercats Ho. Going up against Bumble Banshees, we have the Rack Attack going up against Free Agents, and then Bumble Banshees again are going up against Junkyard Dukes. On Wednesday, January 15th, Zero Logic is going up against Rack Attack, and then on Thursday, January 16th, we have Junkyard Dukes going up against Thundercats. Oh! <laughs> 
January, uh, Friday, January 17th, we have the HTS Throwback Throwdown Series number four. On Saturday, January 18th, we have the Penn Halo Tournament Series Winter LAN. On Sunday, January 19th, we have the DreamHack Anaheim Qualifier number one presented by UGC. And then on Tuesday, January 21st, we have the Why Not Be Reckless sub-only Halo 5 2v2. You can check out the links to everything in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. And uh, that's it for your upcoming tournaments of the week. Will, what do we got next? Rustermania! All right, guys and gals out there. Let's run through... First off, the free agent list for Anaheim. It's a Google Doc provided by Veronica. Thanks, Veronica. I uh, ran through it last week. There's a few more names on here, so let's get to it. Again, we have Midshot, J-Rock, Nikolai, Nebzanity, Yo Swaggy Pete, Magic, Phantom Snake, Pollock, Crossfire, Skaduff, Mike Fathom, Eddie, with like seven Ds in there, uh, So Sweet, Just the OG, Synapse, Kevin Clutch, we go with Shinedown, uh, 60804, Nade Fox, Wargua, Treka, Yolt Yop, Mad Cow, RB6784, Banging Models, Devin Vert, Palukski, weird C in there, um, Captain Choke, Tranquil F, I don't know, um, Vitamins, Alleged, Sinfulis, Diverk, it's Renru, Lieutenants, Condor, a Wild Panthers, Xavier, J Gravity, Swellair, obviously Queen, Faisal 2, Travels of Dan, Repub Vives, Young Sue, TM Tenacity, a Cisco Disco. I like his Twitter, which is Disco My Cisco. <laughs> we have uh, De Suave Man and Venatical. We also have Hillian, Dread Takedown, Very Nerdy, Poseidon's BR, Terminal Abyss, and Kershed. Cherished. Cherished? Looks like Kershed. Um, <laughs> I don't have the tabs for T2 and T3. I do not. Here we go. You got him. All right. Team of twos. Looking for two others, I guess. This would be Schlags and Sacrifice. Next team, Veronica and Dreamy Dream. Uh, uh, third team, Wiley Coyote and King Derling. Uh, next team here is Lacane and Venomous. We have, uh, it says Fiopi, but I'm think pretty sure it's Floppy. It is. And Kolek. Next team, the Phantom and Jackson 5. And then last team here, System Stats and Rio TTT. Or Riots. It's Riot. <laughs> team of threes, we have Crisp, Restrict, and Kilastrophe. Next team is Dren, Smoked, and Monstrous. And last team here, is Zero Steezy, Barry Loves You, and Dark Scorch too. Oh, man. I haven't heard Dark Scorch's name in a long time. That's awesome. 
All right. We also do have some DreamHack Anaheim confirmed teams. Do we? I believe this was through Twitter. This was. the three. These three were. So first off is Penguins team, and that's going to be Penguin, Eco, Trippy, and Stellar. We have Spartans team, which is Spartan, Boobadoobo, Falcated, and Neptune. And then Kratos' team, Kratos, the Noxide, Suspector, and Slicker Than Your Average. Very nice. Um, out of those three teams. Yes, out of those three confirmed teams. We haven't seen much of them playing Reach on streams. Nope. It's going to be tough. Haven't heard of Kratos coming back for a long time. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm curious to see how they'll stack up against Tox, uh, whoever Snipedown's coming with, It'll if he is even playing. I give Penguin's team a chance to do pretty well in the tournament. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't count out Booba Dubu. No. I mean, he was really good at Halo 5. Just say, you really can't count out any of them. I mean, no. No, you can't. Except Kratos, but that's besides oh. the point. All right. AGLA reach PC rosters. It's obviously by the AGLA. It's a Google Doc that I'm currently loading and scrolling. And then hitting the tab for rosters. Okay. Josh mentioned them previously. In I did. The, uh in the upcoming tournaments of this week. But first off for the AGLA, we have the sword division. First team is Thundercats. Oh! I knew it was coming. Yep. Um, <laughs> That's like my bed, bath and beyond site. This is, this team includes Lyono. Sure. Uh, Snarf. Snarf, Snarf. Jaga. Gingy and life. Next team is Griff Balls Deep. <laughs> oh my god! The oh first, my god! The first oh. player and the captain of this team is Shardy McGirt. <laughs> oh man, these names are fantastic. We have Frosty Purse four six seven five. We have Gretful, Mercury Owl, nine point eight one, <laughs> and Alfredo Dito. <laughs> are great oh my god this is fantastic next team is bumble banshees captain is trick dell team consists of carl marx opit nerf try again what optic nerve optic nerve what the why are you spelling <laughs> it like that we have tunderman Fuzzy Hobo 20. <laughs> Jesus. And Gnarly Gooch. Gnarly. Last team here in the sword division is Zero Logic. This is Sonic Nachos as the captain. FPS Rebs. Lightsaber. Grunt Padre. And Zera. Thustrastic? <laughs> I'm going to let you can have that one. That is all you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're going to leave it there. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the Hammer Division. First team is Respawn All-Stars. The captain is the man who put on Halo Outpost of Discovery himself, DJ Blue PDX. Very nice. You also may recognize from our uh, <laughs> from our previous uh, previous podcast, Ragemore Nerd. The the man who is not only fantastic at Griffball, but also won multiple FFAs at Halo Outpost Discovery. Yeah, it was intense. But like multiple times with comebacks too. Yeah. Like he's ugh. really, he's really good. Um on this team is also 
Ugloff 11, The Noble TV, Speedy Snipe, and Dirty Murder. Next team, Junkyard Dukes. It's like dogs with an extra O. Oh, it's Jankyard. Oh, Jankyard. You said Junkyard. Uh, that's what I thought it was. The Jankyard Dogs. Yeah, the Jankyard Dukes. <laughs> I'm just going to mess up one of them. Always <laughs> and forever. All right. Um, captain is not before ever. Um, team includes Killin' G, Men's, Doorstopper, Digital Pain, and Silva. Next team is the Rack Attack. Captain is West Chem. Team includes Riley's Fate, Jason Solo, Out Winkinator. <laughs> I think you nailed that one. And there's no other teammates, so they need two. Team called Free Agents that aren't actually free agents. Captain is Lieutenant Papa Bear. Teammates include Bees, Mosquito, S&D, The Dakism, and Spiesnicks. I don't know. Can you answer me a question? Maybe. What is What goes through one person's head when they're creating an Xbox Live profile and, they, and they're like, oh, oh, damn, I got to come up with a name for myself. <laughs> I know, Doorstopper. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking when that happens? And obviously, maybe, I imagine, maybe you're a Hodor fan. Well, here's the worst part. <laughs> He's, this person spelt it D-O-E-R, stopper, right. right? So I wonder if door, door stopper, stopper was taken. Yeah. What was going through that person's mind? Maybe, maybe I don't, who knows? Oh, my God. Whatever. Oh, Frito Dito. That's a great name. Pretty good. Yes. Pretty good. But that does it for Roster Mania this week. Awesome. Look for those rosters at DreamHack Anaheim and in the AGLA. Yeah, hopefully we have some more confirmed ones coming in considering the qualifiers are about to kick off. So we'll see what happens there. Will, what do we got for the uh, tournament league recaps for the week? All right, first up we have the Game Sharks Halo Reach 2v2 PC number two results. In third, fourth, we had Squad Up, which was Snarky Brownie and Quick Shot. And Prepare for Trouble, Rehabs for Quitters, and Proficiency <laughs> MP. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh my god. Come on, people. Oh my god. In second place we had PA Boys, which was Jesse Sayo and Floppy. In first place went to Doge Army, which is Cherished and Sparty PG. Next up we have the Game Sharks Halo Reach 2v2 Xbox number two results. Second went to Hypology, which was Hyperotics and Sleepology. In first place went to Notap Gaming, which is obnoxious and the real vital. Next tournament. AA Studios Halo Reach 2's Money Tuesday's 2v2 result. 5th and 6th, Rated R, which included Phoenix and Employee, and then Yo, which was Will Zam and Sean AM. In 4th, we had Golden Era, World of Rich, and Bidness. Go give you the Bidness. In 3rd place, we had Team Yeet. Yo, Yeet! (laughs) (laughs) Fragnetism and Shane version 1. In second and first, the grand finals of Insane, Shinobis, and Ants Be Gone will be taking place Tuesday, January 14th, so results to come. Yes. Next up, SWAT Nation SWAT Runner 2020 kickoff results. Seventh through eighth, GOATS, which included Sucka and Kyle 250, and then Boo Boo and Sab, Boo Boo Doo Boo and Sabinator. Really? In fifth through sixth, we had Half Decent, which was Sleepology and Ricky, and Flock, Gunna, and Mr. Alpha. 
And fourth was the niches, which was Suffer and Master Devviton. And third, we had Not Tap Gaming, Obnoxious and the Real Vital. They took home $200. And second was E-Ermergy. Like I think Ermagod. it's Emerge. Could be Emerge. Yeah. I was thinking like the Ermagerd. Yeah, that's what I thought too when I was typing it out. But I'm, yeah, yeah. That, that was uh, Smokey Dig and Slim Reckon. They took home $300. And in first place was the Team Found, which was Bound and Falcated. They took home 500 bucks. They get a lot of first place finishes in these SWAT events. That 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 twos team is a powerhouse. I have to say, I know SWAT's very sweaty. Yeah. But it has become my favorite ranked playlist in H5 right now. Well, you and Beth have just become best friends. I I, sh- I want to play more SWAT. I, um, I've been, I don't remember where I got ranked, but I've been carrying my teams. Like, I'm saying like 2010, like 20. Yeah. Sounds I, like you I, should I, enter I, one of these tournaments. I need to get into some SWAT. Yes. I think it's, I honestly probably couldn't compete in these tournaments. To you be have honest. no idea. You have no idea. It's my, it's my rank. It'll come up. I'll just, get shit on. Just DDoS the other team. Yeah. You know, like when I get angry and just, yeah. Exactly. Okay. And you punch your desk. Yeah. <laughs> I may have punched. <laughs> <laughs> I may have punched a hole through my Ikea desk at one point in my life. Okay. It's okay. It wasn't, it was, it was the particle wood, right? So yes. it wasn't real wood. It wasn't real wood. See, it's fine. But Will is super strong, so don't fuck with him, all right? Let's move on to the <laughs> HCS throwback. Throwdown. Throwdown. Series number three results. This is from noobcombo.com. This week's throwback throwdown tournament gave us a little flashback to the HCS Invitational with Big Team Battle being play, a pl- the playlist played. Four teams of eight consisting of pro players and uh, streamers battled it out in a variety of game modes, including one flag, three plots, CTF, and more to take home a piece of the $10,000 prize pool. The tournament was played on PC, and players could use the peripherals of their choice. That was straight from noobcondo.com. Thank you, Maddie. In fourth place, we had Snakebite's team. This included Snakebite, Go Figure, Legion, Gigs, Queen, APG, Atcha Bunny Fufu, Great name. Proximity and Reclaimer, they took home 500 bucks. What if they just threw a curveball and they named their teams after a different player of a different that team? That would be hilarious. Yeah. Just to fuck like, with me. They should go like old school, like Ogre One's team or... Oh, like, that'd be sick. Yeah. T-squared teams. Did he play? I guess I don't know. No, T-squared did not play. Um, Let's go. Let's move it on to third. We had Royal 2's team, which was Royal 2. Uber, Nick, Vetoed, Ace, Stress, Elamite, Blake, and George. They took home 1500 bucks. In second place was Eco's team. Eco. Active, Spartan, Priscillance, 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 Trippy, Kepri, Future Man, and Shyway took home three grand. Nice job. In first place was Lethal's team. What do you know? One of the most winningest players ever keeps winning. It's <laughs> Lethal, Straight Sick, Penguin, Lady, and I, I, we need to figure this out. Is it Echidna, Echna? I need. Uh, why don't you DM her on Twitter and find I out? I need to figure that out. That's saying Golden Boy, Nitro, and Boo Boo Boo. They took home five grand. All brackets will be included within the Google Doc or the show notes of the show. Did you notice something about that first place team? Saying nope. Golden Boy? Golden Boy. Golden Boy. What did he win? The big team battle. Yeah, the big team battle bonanza. <laughs> yes, he did. <gasps> oh. He's carrying that trophy high. Still holding it. Shitting on Walshy. That was a great. That was a great little 
mini thing that they had going. I love that. Update for you, Josh. Oh, shit. Oh, we got uh, football scores? Texans, Chiefs, 24-7 Texans. How much time left in the game? Nine minutes left in the second. Oh, okay. So we're still second quarter. Wow. What? They have 24 and it's not even halftime? We could see an Atlanta Falcons type collapse here. <laughs> If they don't get Ooh. their crap together, though. Way to reopen that one for Falcons fans. Sorry. Oh, boy. Sorry, guys. I mean, that was still one of the most entertaining Super Bowls of all time. Like, it was very, en- yeah. It was very entertaining. You know what? Can't, can't deny that. To keep with the football talk for literally one more minute, people hated so much on that Patriots-Rams Super Bowl because they're like, oh, my God, the Rams are so high-powered on offense. They're going to shit on them. And I'm like, and then when the, when the game was over and it was so low scoring, I'm like, both defenses played incredibly well. How is that not entertaining? Right. I don't. I think people just don't think about it that way. They think the sure. scoring is what's intense. Yeah. It's fun. But a great defensive battle is really entertaining, too. Oh, my too. God. It was, it was insane. Insane. That does it for the uh, tournament and league recaps of the week, though, Josh. That's all we got. Very nice. It's time for our topics. The first one being the HDS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket, or HBT SASB for short matchup number 10 results. And Shotzi going up against Stankbine, and the results are... Oh, that was perfect timing, Will. Look at you. See, all you needed was one practice run before we actually recorded. You know what I mean? I got this. You got it. For reference, before we record, before we started recording the show, Will was doing a testing because we reset up the mixer for this space, and he was retesting out the sound bites, and he th- and he was trying to get the timing down to like snap, right when the drum roll ended, and this time he pointed right as the drum roll ended. He was right on. He was right on the money. But uh, we have Twitter poll results for you. In a 61.4 percent landslide win, we have a snake bite. Not as close as I thought it was going to be. It really wasn't. Same. Like, I thought we made good arguments for both players. Don't get me wrong. Yes. But, like, Shotzi impacted the game so fucking much. Do you think the upset last week swayed people to vote towards the more established long-term player? You know what I want to do? Wait, what am I doing? I have my laptop in front of me. Um, There was something said here. I'm going to look it up real quick before we move on to the next topic and let me see let me see is it a comment is it what is it yes what are you looking for yes it was a comment so shane um at savic 13 fantastic individual he said this on twitter and i quote um royal two has no doubt a more complete career and is the best and most consistent anchor player possibly of all time on an all time list. Royal two is way ahead of frosty. However, frosty was voted MVP of halo five for a reason. Frosty is versatile and can, and can play any role on a halo team. With that being said, I looked at could either player be replaced and talks still be who they were. I think snipe down could replace Royal two and talks go on without a hitch dominating. I don't think the same could be said for frosty. I can't think of anything of anyone who could have replaced him. Anytime I look at all-time greats, there are, in my mind, two primary factors. One, peak greatness. How great was the player at a single point in the time? Example, Shotzi. And two, consistent greatness. How great was the player over a prolonged period of time? Example, Ogre 2. 
So taking that example into play here, I feel as though if Shotzi was replaced on Splice, they wouldn't be the same team. I don't think another player could step into Frost uh, to, into Shotzi's shoes, and and that Splice roster to have that dominance they could that they continue to have. I just don't see it. Renegade is a phenomenal player. Don't get me wrong. Eco is a phenomenal player. Don't get me wrong. But in my mind, Shotzi was that fucking hands down solidified. You made your stamp on Halo 5 more than anyone else, in my opinion. I would say next to Frosty. And that's saying something. So, I, like I said, I'm surprised this poll wasn't as close as it was. But you know what? This could also shake up some brackets. So, when I get to work tomorrow, I'll find out. Hey, Will. Yes, sir. It's time for the HS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket or HBTCSP for short matchup number 11 discussion. It's sniped down against two former teammates. Yet again, we have a matchup of former teammates. It's it's funny how, like, we have our All-Stars being some of the people who've been at the top for the longest time, right? Who would have thought? I mean, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Hook going on to compete in Call of Duty, being on now the Dallas Empire, which is – Arguably, so the Call of Duty League, I guess I'm just going to start with Hook. Okay. Well, you were, you were going to go with like Dallas Empire looks the best, right? Yes. They, they honestly out of the gates, but you could say the same thing about the Browns last year with all the talent they had and things just didn't work. Ooh, ooh oh. deep cut. Ooh. So oh, the Browns are bad. Let's let the play do the talk and we'll see what happens when the time comes. I agree. Um, But no, it's. You know what? I think Hook had a great, he was a great rising star in Halo 5. To be honest with you, that might be all I can say. He's made some crazy plays. Don't get me wrong. And he... He's ob- he's gonna go on to do great things, but when in the in the realm of Halo specifically in the last five years of the HCS, he only competed in five. And he did make a stamp. Wasn't too big, but he was a good player. On the opposite side, you have Snipe Down. Arguably one of the best players of all time. He made in my remember when we were talking about Frosty and Shotzi? In my mind, Snipedown was one of those players who made the biggest splash on Halo 3. Like when he just started competing, he was one of the, he was that player that's like, oh, oh boy. Okay. You, you're, yep. You're, you're doing something. <laughs> and then he just continued his dominance throughout. Now, was he, I mean, the same could be said for Hook though, because Snipedown never, Snipedown was at the tippy top of Halo 5 for a very, very short time. I think one tournament, one or two. But I don't know. There's what do you what do you got, Will? I'm <laughs> I'm having a tough time thinking that Hook holds a candle here. Sure. Um, you could go down the path of Hook was so good when he was here. He could have continued that, and we don't know. We just don't know what would happen. Right. Um, he could have been great. He could have been. He could have been the next 
Royal two if he stuck with it, right? Sure. Just someone who's completely dominant, someone who can influence a game um, just by getting a couple sniper snipe kills, someone who can really know the map and know when to push. Um, but we just don't know. So it's it, right. You're hard. It, it is hard to match up snipe down versus hook because it feels like it's hard because. What? Because I, I did it because I said it feels like it's hard. I'm, I'm what the fuck here. are you laughing about? Um, anyway, back here. <laughs> I'm so confused right now. <laughs> I just, you're right. You're right. It's hard to say who holds up against snipe down because snipe down has been there for so long. He's done so well for so long, but it's, it's the, what if we don't know, we don't know what Hook would have done if he was, was here earlier. Can we base longer. it off the one if though? I don't know because it's not proven. Do you think he's an all? He, I mean, is he an all star of Halo? Would he be your number one? Would no, down? he would not be. He wouldn't be my number one. But the reason why he's in this bracket is because of the splash that he made. He did have a big impact on Halo. He did. He had a big impact on Halo Five when he came on the scene, and he was, in my opinion, he was a pivotal part of what that NB roster that he was on at the time. And yeah, he's. It's so hard because he left so early. You know, he didn't start right away, but he also left really early. Yeah. So in that short period of time that he was playing, he did well. It just, in my mind, not well enough to compete against Snipedown. Like when we're, we're, we're talking about all-stars the past five years of the HCS, he definitely deserves to be on the list, not necessarily winning. Because we clearly have better players that, not even just stat-wise, just, I mean, consistency, teamwork, et cetera. Yeah. And, I mean, realistically, it's going to come down to the votes on Twitter. Right. Um, if people feel that he was a better player, competitor, person, whatever what they want to quantify as your all-star, we might, I mean, we might see some votes for Hook over Snipe Down, but I, I think we're going to have another 65 to 25% or 35%, whatever it be. Sure. I, I just, um, yeah. I just don't have much for this. It's tough because, right. We talked about both of them at length before, and now when we get into nitty-gritty, it's like there's not much nitty-gritty to talk about with Hook. Right. Because he's not uh, as long-standing as Snipedown. Right, and I can say that, I mean, in Halo 5 alone, Snipedown's made more clutch plays. I mean, it's clear. It, because he's played more. I mean, yeah, right. It just, it just comes down to statistics, right? If you play right. more Halo, you're going to make more plays. Exactly. Now, you could also make more flubs, but I don't think he has. I think Snipedown's remained consistent. Not. You can say Hook was consistent while he was there, too. Sure. Part of me thinks, like, without Hook, that Envy roster wouldn't have been as good as it no, was. No, I agree. I agree. But at the same time, they weren't all time, you know, even right. with Hook on that roster. Sure. It's an interesting one. It's hard. That's, want, it's weird. I think we just got to leave this one to the voters, see where the, the votes lie and go from there. Agreed. All right. Agreed. Well, should we talk about some regular news? Alvin Kamara and Halo? Ah, <laughs> yes. So Alvin Kamara, um, Star running back of the New Orleans Saints. Currently sitting on the couch right now. Uh, yeah. Along with the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> That's fine. 
it, it's, it is fine. Uh, so while you said you're not that big of a Seahawks fan, I'm not that big of a Saints fan. Oh, me either. Right. And for, uh, for the same reasons, right? We had Bounty Gate. Yep. Um, 2009. Yep. Vikings should have won the Super Bowl that year. They should have. Brett Favre was the fact that we had him. It was like, what the hell? And the fact that he was playing as good as he was. Um, and our team was fantastic back then. Now I wasn't paying much attention to football back then, but after going back and rewatching these things, oh, they clearly had it out for him. Oh yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, that, so Bounty Gate, and then you had, um, what happened after that? There was one thing that happened after that that I don't like them for. I forgot. Either way. Um, do you remember? Not, well, there was the the Minneapolis miracle two years ago. Sure. Right? Uh, Sean Payton was taunting us with the skull chant at yeah. the end of the game. Yeah. Um, he, they, he thought they won. Right. Guy's an asshole. I don't like Sean Payton. Like, you don't like Pete Carroll? I don't like Sean Payton at all. Sure. I, don't, I can't I mean, stand him. I'm in the same boat. That's the funny thing is that Drew Brees seems like the most likable, humble dad figure. Right. And then you have Sean Payton just this douche of a coach. Like, it's what it seems to me. Like, That's I don't a, know the guy. He could be the nicest person in the world. I just don't know. But, like, when I see him on the football field, especially when he's taunting with the skull chant, dude, get the fuck out of here. Oh, you know how people complain... Uh, us included that Kirk Cousins doesn't do well in big in big time moments. Huh, Sean Payton. Hmm. Past two years. Huh. Now Are granted, you? granted, that pass interference call that wasn't called against the Rams. Okay. That was clearly that should have been called. I feel for you there, but I think this is karma coming back. Right. Hard. Well, like the last three years they had many Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, Minneapolis Miracle, miracle the no-call pass the no interference, call. and, then and us winning just, an OT. We just beat them in OT. Yes. Yeah, I, karma back from 09 when they were when they had Bounty Gate. Never stops. There you go. Never stops. Um, yeah, Alvin Kamara, star running back of the New Orleans Saints. He put out, he put out a tweet. At Ninja, I've decided you got to hop back on Halo 5. We got to run it. Ninja replied with, Halo 5, bro, are you sure? Alvin states, you better play Halo. You play Halo with me, and I'll get on a game of your choice with you. Even trade. Okay. Huh. Alvin Kamara wants to play some Halo 5. With Ninja. With Ninja. And I and I joked in the Discord, and I said, Alvin Kamara, sing, Alvin Kamara single-handedly bringing Ninja out of retirement with <laughs> Halo 5. No, not happening. Oh, I know it's not happening. It'd just be funny as all hell. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool that Alvin was out there and just being like, yeah, I mean, I'm here now. I got time to kill. Let's play some Halo. Hell yeah. All jokes aside about the football stuff. No, like seriously, I thought that was cool that he tweets out he wants to play some Halo. Out of all things, could have said, I'm going to play some COD. I'm going to play Fortnite. I'm going to play Tarkov. Right? But no, he said he wanted to play Halo. It's pretty sick. And the fact that he looped Ninja in there, I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Is the ninja thing like a popularity grab at this point, though? Or It's what it kind of feels like, right? A little bit. The fact that pro football players and uh, other major sports stars are reaching out to ninja for clout. You also have to look at... I mean, my mind kind of works business all the time, so marketing-wise. Mm-hmm. His demographic was a teenage demographic. If these players Oh, want, sure. 
to get recognized by these younger people so that they're more well liked. And what you have, you have people that care about football and other sports, what mid twenties to way later. Oh yeah. So no, I agree completely. It definitely fits. It's just really funny. Yeah. Um, all right, next news story. The MCC playlist update for January 8th, 2020. This is by Postums over on HaloWaypoint.com. And I quote, There's some social 4v4 settings changes that are going to be taking place. Um, in Slayer, the increased waiting to make vanilla maps and forge map variants more appear frequently. Zone Control added Asylum King of the Hill. And Action Sack replaced Skee-Ball with Skee-Ball Extreme and removed Boom Ball from Sol- uh, Solitary. And then in SWAT, added SWAT to Uncaged and Pinnacle. Removed SWAT and SWAT nums from solitary and penance and increased waiting to make vanilla maps and forge map variants appear more frequently. And then the big one, Halo Reach Hardcore enabled full team matching, replacing partial team matching. So for the Halo Reach Hardcore changes, we would like to clarify what full team matching means. This change only applies to a full team of four searching and matchmaking. So they only match other teams of four. All other team size combinations are free to match each other. This is an area of which we will continue to update and monitor based on player feedback and data. As always, thank you for playing and we'll see you online. That's awesome. Good to see. Big change that needed to happen. And the last news story, we have the Halo 5 Guardian Social Playlist updates by... Unishek. Hey, it's first soundbite use of the year for that one. Feels good. Hey all, as we've touched on before in community updates, we'll be looking to reduce the amount of playlists in Halo 5 throughout the year. It is a step we have to take in order to ensure we maintain good connections, search times, and match fairness across the entire game. The first part of this will take place next Thursday, January 16th at 10am Pacific Time during our typical playlist update. Here's a little more information on the first two changes that we'll make to our social offerings next week. We'll be moving to from two social rotational playlists to, to one rotational slot. In order to make sure you find your favorite mode sooner, these playlists will rotate in and out on a weekly basis. Super Fiesta Party will go live as a new 4v4 playlist that combines Super Fiesta and Husky Raid into one big party. Ugh. No fucking thank you. But that's, yep. When those two changes are implemented, there will still be plenty of playlists for you to enjoy. These include, on the ranked side... Slayer, Team Arena, Doubles, SWAT, Elimination, Free For All, and Head to Head. Then in Social, we have Quick Play, Super Fiesta Party, Big Team Battle, Big Team Super Fiesta. The rotational slot is Shoddy Snipers and Infection. And then in Warzone, we have Heroic Warzone Firefight, Legendary Warzone Firefight, Warzone, and Warzone Warlords. As we move further into the year, more reductions may take place, but we'll always do our best to communicate them ahead of time. See you online. Yes, as one final holiday gift from the Halo 5 sustain team, they've decided to let Global Double XP run for an extra week until next Thursday. That being the 16th of January. And that's it for the regular news. And now it's time for Will's Adventures Within the Halovers. Another All right, um, let's start off with the game. What the fuck? I played last night until 4 a.m. Really? It's Madden 20. Why? So they have a, um, no, they got rid of the long shot mode. Oh, was that the campaign? Technically, yes. Okay. The campaign where you went through the story of the 
the up and comer, up and comer. Yeah. Um, but they did what they did do is basically make a kind of path to pro story. So there is a okay. slight story there. So I I have Origin Access Premiere downloaded it, fired it up. Biggest issue with the game on PC. So there's an audio bug. Oh yep. Oh I know exactly what you're talking about. You it's still there. And you can't exit. Like I guess I could have probably exited out of the first game. Sure. But I played through the whole first game with the freaking auto audio bug. And then um, I I couldn't figure it out for some reason. I was messing with settings. I'm like, where the fuck? I thought it was my CPU. I didn't know what was going on. Finally looked up a YouTube video. They're like, here's what you got to do. You have to open, you know, task manager, go into this page, set it to run as this and all, all this stuff. And it worked fine. Okay. But after that, it was enjoyable. Sure. Um, there's a lot of videos out there of like stupid plays happening where like, the quarterback falls and like throws the ball as he's like almost on his back. And it's like a 50 yard bomb from like him laying on the ground. And, um, I've seen some stupid stuff where like runners bounce off of like five tacklers that just shouldn't happen. Um, and I'm typical Madden shit. I'm starting to see why like there's, there's certain things that happen in the game where like, Oh, did that animation just makes it so that player can't hit that person. Sure. And, um, I know back when back when I was streaming, Josh used to watch me play Madden and laugh his ass off at all. It was the stupid, so funny. The stupid I love things that stupid happen. Madden shit. It's so um, much fun. So there's still some of that in the game. Okay. Um, but the the path of pro thing is really cool. You create your character. Um, the story starts off as you you pick your college you commit to. So the story is the same no matter what. But I picked the Texans because that's the college I used to root for. Um, wow. Thanks a lot for not picking the Gophers. I don't think they're in there. It's like- wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yay! What the hell? It's like the like the top winningest teams that have been there for a long time. Just saying, we did pretty well. We did, we did this year. Um, so I picked the Texans, and basically the storyline is you commit to this college, and then all of a sudden another like top-tier quarterback decommits from his college to come oh. to your college. Right, so oh, he gets the starting job over you. Oh, what an asshole! I know, right? <laughs> um, even though you were like a top tier recruit, so the sto- the story picks up four years later. You make it to the college playoffs, but your quarterback got hurt, and you need to step in. And then you just shit on him, pretty much. And you make it to the pros. That's kind of the story. Is depending Path on, to pro, depending on how well you do. Sure. In those college games, if yep. you win, if you win the college playoffs. And then also you go to the scouting combine and have to hit certain plays and practice depends on where you get drafted. So you, so this can change. So yeah, it can all change. Oh, I found out there's only one way to get drafted first overall and it's ridiculously hard. Oh, I bet. So, um, I went 23rd overall in the first round. So I felt pretty good about myself. Nice. Um, went to the Broncos. And nice. Now I'm, I played through the preseason. Now do they, are their rosters updated? I don't know how updated. So I was going to say, were you playing under Joe Flacco? I was. So I was, I was, so when I got, so playing in the preseason, it was me versus Flacco for the starting job. What, what position did you go in, in the draft? 23rd first round. 23rd overall. Yeah. Clearly, they do need a quarterback. Yeah. Oh, man, exactly. Flacco sucks. So, um, 
Yeah, it was bad. Um, I won the starting job in, into the season, which I feel like they give it to you no matter what. Cause sure, my because first, nobody wants to be playing under Joe Flacco. Yeah. Um, so my first couple of games, I did horrible in the pros. Okay. Like, it just didn't work. Wasn't that kind of expected, though, too? As a rookie, right. You yeah. don't expect to do well. And they kind of tell you that. Like, okay, yeah, this is kind of normal. And they always say, oh, you know, you didn't have much experience in college. You only played two games. Like, that's literally... <laughs> And, and like, which there's different uh, dialogue choices too, as you're sure. like going through, which can influence what type of player your person is. If he's a better leader, if he's a better, like just influencer, so to speak, like the rah-rah guy, but not a great like team leader. Sure. If he, yeah. If you're a selfish person or not, like all your dialogue choices kind of um, make that happen. So it was, it was interesting to play. It was fun. I enjoyed it for what it was. I just find it funny that, so Tua from Alabama, uh, he had a choice. He could either stay at Alabama for another year before going into the draft for the NFL, or he's had, he's had an injury or two. So to hopefully not hurt his draft chances, he decided he announced that he's going to be entering the NFL draft for the next season. Yeah. Okay. It's funny to me that you said that because you, you get, (laughs) you're a top prospect coming into college, right? Yep. To get draft, to to go to that college, you play two games (laughs) You're like, I'm going to the pros, baby. Let's go. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Oh it's my nuts. god, it's so funny. And that's like oh. the whole. That's the whole type. Of like they do cuts in between. Like you get to see like Pro Football Talk or whatever. Sure. It's like the fake. They have to make it fake for the the show. Right. That's so cool though. That but they do all yeah, that. They, uh, they it's live people and they talk about you know this guy hasn't proven himself and why would anyone take him and they're like but he did come in and step in and lead a team to a national championship. On a like just out of the blue. So did you win national champs then? I did. Oh, look at you! I was good. I, I threw four touchdown passes. In God damn! So another, another. Um, so one of your college teammates does like charity work outside of the thing. Sure. And he brings this like little girl to meet you, and it looks like she's uh, suffering from leukemia, and she's like. Can I expect three touchdowns? Or her dad, like, pulls you aside, and she's like, she really wanted three touchdown passes for you in this final game. And you have to respond, like, yes or no. And I was like, I kind of took, like, the, like, like. I'll do my best approach. Well, I'll, do, I'll do my best. Sure. And, she, and then the girl goes, I asked for four. Like, I said four. I'm like, all right, oh, here, here we, we go. go. <laughs> and then I threw, I threw four touchdown passes in the first half. And then I didn't throw a single one the second half of the game. And I feel like. The game really it it seemed like it was programmed to turn up the defense in the third and fourth quarter. Okay. So I was so happy, like I made such good like so I only controlled the offense. You can control the whole team if you want. Okay. But I was only controlling the offense. So every time I had to punt, I pinned them way deep. I was really good on my punts. And I got the ball back enough times to score four touchdowns in the first half. And then I think I scored another running touchdown in like the third or fourth quarter to seal it. Do you remember the score at the end of the game? Gosh, it must have been what, four touchdowns would be 28. Yeah. So 35 to 14 or something like oh, that. Oh, you smoked them. So, yeah, it was Ooh. it was good. And you played USC in the championship game. Really? I was so pumped for that. Oh, man. Hey, can I get an update on the uh, the current game going on? Oh, yeah. Texans and Chiefs uh, with uh, two minutes left in. in the second quarter. I'm starting to wonder if this thing isn't updated. Swipe down. Refreshing. Right. Yeah, with two minutes left in the second quarter, it's 24 to 21. Chiefs came back then a little Chiefs bit. Chiefs came back a little bit. Okay. Um, so 
third and fourth quarter are going to be interesting. They will be. See if any team changes up the game plan. All right. And then the uh, the next game I played was Escape from Tarkov. All I, right. I streamed it a couple times. Yes. I've gotten some uh, some successful runs in. I'm starting to learn the customs map a little more. Okay. Um, I'll play on factory if I just want like a, a hot drop, get some loot and get out. Sure. Um, I did have a game yesterday, was it? Maybe. I, I loaded into factory as a scav player, not my PMC character. Yep. So, and the, like I load in and I hear like just a shit ton of shooting. Like things are just popping off. Uh-oh. So I sit behind a crate. I'm like, I'm not walking out there because every single person who walked into this area got just blasted. Blown out, yeah. So I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I hear someone running towards me. I pop out, put a few shots into him, and kill him. Okay. Turns out this other per- this person I killed was another player as a scav. Yeah. But he had wiped out the entire map. I took him out and then just had all the loot to myself and got out of there. Nice. So I... I I feel I, I was like I would be so pissed off if I was that person. He yeah, went through, he went through a tough battle. Like I heard him shooting like all these people. That's saying I was watching all these bodies drop, and he comes around the corner. I just like pop pop, and I take everything. <laughs> like that's the thing. That's the thing with the EFT though. That's what it is. Um, if you watch any of the streamers play or the, the people who are really good at it, even after they kill a bunch of people, they check all their corners before they go to loot. They you know make sure no they don't hear any sounds. And that uh, that's basically what his downfall was. Is he shot a bunch of people and he's like, okay, I'm just going to run out now. Nope. There's still someone there. It was me. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not sorry. No, I, I was, I was, I you was got happy. Your loot. Yeah. I got a nice, like uh, a AK. It, so it wasn't an AK 47. It was like AK. Well, maybe 12? it was AK 47, but then had a, like a one Oh three. So I don't know what that is, but it looked pretty cool. That sounds sick. So got a nice gun out of it. Nice. Um, I upgraded my stash. I paid a little bit more money for the game because I was running out of space for stuff and I was getting really frustrated. So I'm enjoying it enough that I upgraded the game, got more stuff, and yeah, it's a good time. Nice. I'm hoping to stream casually a little bit more. Not like, I'm not looking to get on a schedule. I'm just looking to pop into the stream whenever I feel like doing it, play some games, and get out. I can respect that. So, um, it's just for fun. I wish that I had the time to be able to stream normally, but with work and just outside life, that's tough. It is tough. So agreed. Yeah, uh, th- that's really the only two games I played the whole week. What about you, Josh? What do, what do you got on the? Uh, oh, um, I just saw what you typed. Yep, I played literally nothing. Uh, oh, well, uh, so no, we're getting this. We're getting this set up for the studio. Um, it's been. Finishing unpacking for the house, cleaning, school, work. Um, yeah, it's just been a lot. Sure. And what I really want to do, and I've heard there's issues, but what I really want to do is I got the Monster Hunter World Iceborne expansion because it just released on PC. It was on consoles before. And so I got that, And um, but I've heard there's save data issues. Oh, but apparently that's only for people who played previously and I haven't played at all. So hopefully I don't have that issue. I'd like to play that game. Um, no, I got to continue with Pokemon. Still want to do that. And obviously we got to play some Halo. Of course. We got to get that reach campaign started. Yeah, We've been talking about reach campaign forever. Yep. We were saying after the move. Well, now it's now. We're, it's after now the yeah, we're done. Yeah. Now we're, we're done with everything. The only stuff 
So for those who just want to know, I know we teased it earlier, but for the studio, all we need to do now is uh, figure out the camera situation and then figure out lighting. That's it. Yeah. And then we're done. So we have, if you haven't checked out it yet, you should go to our Instagram because Will uh, took some awesome photos. You can check out there as little teases to what the studio has. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. Also, let us know how we sound. Yeah. We got some new gear. Yeah. It's nice. I like it. And I hope we sound good to you guys. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Sound checking was nice, but yeah. Um, But no, I'm sorry. I didn't play anything. Been busy. Plan on playing some stuff this week. It'll be fun. Chiefs take the lead with scoring with 44 seconds left in the second quarter. 27 to 24 Chiefs. Well, at least this is a better, more competitive game so far. I like that. Where have the Texans gone, though? They let the Chiefs score 21 points unanswered. Well, they went to uh, Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Walked into that one. Hey, Will. Yes. <laughs> Breaking news from JK Fire. Thank you, Will. Uh, from Europa Halo, at Europa Halo on Twitter, quote, please welcome Shirzy to the management team of Europa Halo as Hand of the King, second in command. He picked the title. But also we'll be taking up our community leader role to build community customs events and be our link between management and the players. Congratulations, Shirzy. Awesome. Yes. That was six minutes ago. Um, well, it's time for some shout outs. I got two of them. First up, happy belated birthday to Tashi, the man who helps keep the lights on at the HCS area of 343, the man who is helping to bring us a year full of announcements ahead of time for the roadmap for infinite. The, the man at the head of it all happy belated birthday, man. And then also I want to give a big, 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 big shout out to awesome games done quick. Um, so I, I put it in the discord. I also talked about it last week where it's a week long charity streaming, a charity speed running streaming event where they raise money for charity this year's or this, yeah, AGDQ 2020, this year's charity was Prevent Cancer Foundation. Um, and they broke their record for total amount donated out of any GDQ event. So that final total for AGDQ 2020 is $3,131,475. Congratulations. And thank you to everybody who had the means to donate. Thank you to everybody who tuned into the event. It was fantastic. I loved every second of it. Um, I look forward to these every year. There's only two major ones a year, so they're big. And uh, that was also nearly $100,000 over their previous record, which was, I believe, AGDQ last year. So that's fantastic. And then I'm also going to say SGDQ. So AGDQ is awesome games done quick. It happens in the fall, winter. SGDQ is summer games done quick happens in the spring, summer. Who would have guessed, right? Now for the past few years or so, SGDQ has been in Minnesota as a matter of fact, and this year it's going to be no different. So SGDQ 2020 will be in Bloomington, Minnesota on June 21st through the 28th. So if you are able to join, if you're in the area, purchase your tickets, be there. And yeah, it's good stuff. Raise some money for charity. It's always good. That's it for the shout outs. 
Community creations. Uh, a lot of them. Got a lot of them this week. Meme Saturday. That's it. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Meme Saturday. Check it out. Reddit. You, you already know what it is. The VA Winterland 2020. This is by VA Beachland on twitch.tv slash VA Beachland. It ends Monday, January 13th. So after this show airs, but make sure you catch it up on all the VODs. That'll be included at that Twitch link in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Next, we have Eli X is looking for help. This is by Eli X on Twitter. Uh, any redditor, any editors out there want to help me out with a quote best of 2019 end quote video for my YouTube channel. I haven't edited anything in about 10 plus years. I don't even add Vegas on my computer at this point. If anyone would be willing to help me out with this, feel free to drop a reply or a DM. I'm excited to see what comes of that video. Next up, we have Golden Boy Follows His Dreams. This is by Golden Boy on Twitter, and I quote, I want to make a podcast about esports news and events. I don't care if it's too general for people to care, but it's something I've wanted to do for a while, so I'm doing it. That's awesome. Can't wait to hear it. Speaking of podcasts, we have the Casual Pros Podcast, episodes one through three. This is by Casual Pros Podcast, and uh, this is what it is. Uh, we're excited to formally announce that the casual pros podcast featuring grim brother one and Rukazil is now live with new episodes every week. Check it out. Then we have five stretches gamers can do for hand pain. This is by Frackno on YouTube. Check it out. Carpal tunnel is nothing to fuck with. That's what I'm going to say. And, uh, make sure you do your hand stretches when you're gaming, when you're typing, when you're, when you're fucking next up, we have let's play halo <laughs> season one, episode one, the beginning. This is by wonder boy. He's making a let's play halo YouTube series. You can check it out. The YouTube link provided. Then we have halo reach tips for beginners instantly improve MCC tips and tricks. Halo reach beginner tips. This is by Kevin cool X on YouTube. Check it out. Then we have playable grunt campaign, classic reach menu, cursed Gouda reach evolved and more halo reach mods three. This is by hidden Xperia over on YouTube. Check it out. We have the Apple Ishii and double AA or double a new year's tritage. This is by Apple on YouTube. Check it out. We have early warthog designs This is by Marcus Lato who worked on previous halo games. This is what he said after halo CE. I was excited to build some warthog variants, including the jungle hog, snow hog and troop hog. My favorite was a snow variant. Not sure if this was ever shared or not. So check it out. And then we have the Halo Stats Bot. This is by Halo Stats Bot. So it's on Twitter. You reply to it with your gamer tag. And then like there, there's instructions that you follow. It's on their Twitter. And then it'll send you a tweet with your MCC stats. It's pretty fucking cool. It's pretty, it's pretty rad. If I do say so myself. And then also, because I mean, I can't forget about it. You know, it's high tech rednecks clips of the week. So make sure you check that out. We'll include the link once it goes live because we record on Sundays. Now her video goes live on Mondays episodes released on Tuesdays. It's a whole thing, but it'll be in the Google doc of the show. And the show when it releases, Will, that's it for the community creation. That's all I got told you there were a lot decent amount there. there were. So, Will, yeah. give us one more 
update to the game because uh, it's going to be mean, halftime. I mean, it looks like uh, the Chiefs just kicked their extra point. So it's 28-24 Chiefs. Going into this, the second half, it's going to be halftime soon? Yes, there's three seconds left in the half. I bet they're just kneeling it out and going into the next half of the game. Knowing what the score is now, who do you think wins it? Gosh, after seeing the Texans fold like that, that's tough. But um, do they come back swinging in the second half? Do they come back with a different game plan? It depends. Uh, that's that's tough. The Chiefs have been dominant all year. I mean, if you look at the the Chiefs went twelve and four. The Texans went eleven and six. So, I mean, the, the Texans realistically didn't do that bad. Um, I don't know if the Chiefs keep rolling. Obviously, the Chiefs, but. Um, I'd like to see the Texans put up a little bit more fight than that. I agree. No, that's, that's all I got. Okay. I was just checking to see if there was anything else that we were missing before closing it out. But Will, new space, new gear. First recording done. First recording is in the books. What do you feel? What are you feeling? You feeling like, pretty good. Like where we're at? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, these might sound good. I, I think, I think they're going to sound great. I do. I'm excited to get the camera situation figured out. We can actually provide a video show. I think that's going to be fun. We're going to have to figure out logistics for sitting and what to do. We can talk about that. I have an idea. Okay. But if we're going to go the route that I'm thinking we're going to go, then I think it's just going to have to be that. One angle. I think that's what I, I, and all the, the setup that I'm thinking for the best quality possible, I think that's the only thing that we got for the time being. Which isn't bad, it's just not ideal. Sure. Right? Makes sense. It, it is what it is. But no, I'm excited. It's going to be a fun time, and we'll get all that stuff figured out within the next week or two. So stay tuned for the video show. It's coming soon. But yeah, Will, that's all I got. Do me a favor and uh, plug the show. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. You can find us on Discord. Join the community discussion over there. Link will be provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. We have our Xbox Club and Spartan Company. Search for HCS Pro Talk on your Xbox or use the Halo Waypoint link. We do have a Twitter and Instagram. I post on Instagram today. Facebook, YouTube, Mixer, Twitch, and Esports Media. Check us out on all those sites at HCS Pro Talk. And Josh... Yes. Tell the fine people at home what's on our next episode. On the next episode of HCS Pro Talk, we have the HCS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket or HPTCSB for short matchup number 11 results at Snipe Down against Hook. And then we have the HCS Pro Talk Community All-Star Bracket or HPTCSB for short matchup number 12 discussion. It's the final quarterfinal. It's Pistola against Lethal. Ooh. Yup. Ouch. Yes. Oh, boy. That's a big boy one. That's a doozy. Yep, because we already know what happened with the popular vote in the HCS's bracket. Pistola won the whole thing. For us, statistics-wise, Lethal would win hands down. So this is going to be something to... I'm excited for next week's discussion. I think Who do it's the people like more? I, it, That's what it's going to come Pistola. down to. I think generally. the people just like him more. Generally, yeah. But, no, that's that's it. All right, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 109 of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. 
in the same space talking about some more Halo. But until then, Will is doing some dance move in the background, and I'm going to leave it with that. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye!